Welcome to the Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. I'm your host, George Roberts. Hello, investors. Welcome back. This week, we interview Tom Kirkpatrick, a founder of Horizon Multifamily and a real estate investor for over five years. Over the years, Tom has invested in fix and flips, land, multifamily syndications as a limited partner, as well as multifamily as an owner operator. Tom, great to have you on the show. Thanks, George. Great to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Tom, what was the most memorable job you worked before turning to entrepreneurship? You know, there've been so many, George. I've gone from a bellhop to a waiter to a bartender, Marine Corps squad leader. Uh, I used to do foam insulation where you inject foam into houses. Uh, I guess probably the most memorable, I was a project manager during uh, Hurricane Katrina down in New Orleans, had reported to New Orleans. My company was tasked with pumping out the city of New Orleans. And I was working on a team that was setting uh, travel trailers at people's houses and piping them in with electrical and plumbing. And uh, setting those first few houses was pretty memorable. Great. Now, why don't you tell us how you got your start in real estate investing? I guess I really got my start about in 2016 when I bought a 13-unit apartment complex. I was looking for a maybe a duplex or a fourplex. So my broker buddy had set me up with an MLS feed when any multifamily property came on the market. And I got a notification about the first week after he set that up about a 13 unit that was less than a mile from my house. So I ended up, wow. So I took a look at it seemed like a pretty good deal. I really didn't know how to actually evaluate it properly like we do now, but I took the plunge. I love it. So did you have an aha moment at some point where you realized that what you were doing wasn't going to help you reach your financial goals? You know, I, I saw that question, you know, you kind of primed me on some of these and I can't really think of an aha moment. I think for me, it was a gradual process, either that or there was an aha moment, but I'm so old now, I can't remember when it was. <laughs> um, you know, it was a gradual process where I realized working the grind for the man was not going to give me financial freedom. Um, so I started investigating real estate long ago, but to answer your question, there probably was an aha moment somewhere along the line, but it's been so long ago. I'm not exactly sure when that was. <laughs> maybe it was that 13 unit. Huh? Maybe it was that 13 unit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it was probably before that, or I might not have taken the plunge. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't you, uh, Take us through the origin story of your current enterprise. You know, I always wanted, oh, this current, well, I've got, you know, as an entrepreneur, just 
there isn't always just one enterprise. Uh, Horizon Multifamily is my primary focus right now. I really have three enterprises working right now. Uh, one being this fix and flip with my wife and son. You know, one of the things I always wanted to do was start something that my family could benefit from. Start some sort of entity get it going, and then who knows what it might grow into, whether I'm here to see it through or not. Um, so I've got a few, a few, uh, few enterprises, but my primary focus right now, Horizon Multifamily started at really out of a meetup in Dallas, Texas a couple of years ago in 2019. Uh, several of my partners and I met at a Michael Blanc conference there and it, which was focused on multifamily. And we started holding calls shortly thereafter. And we currently meet a couple, two to three times a week and uh, continue to pursue multifamily deals, larger multifamily deals. That's exciting. Yeah. So what is the next big step for your enterprise? Buying 10,000 units. I love it. <laughs> Actually, our our mission, our goal is to get to 10,000 uh, 10, units. However, I think the next step really is to continue to evaluate deals, evaluate more deals and make more offers. Those are our walking orders right now. Without evaluating deals and making offers, we're not going to get to 10,000 units. I like it. Acquisitions is the thin edge of the wedge, so to speak. Yes. So who has had the greatest influence on your entrepreneurial career? For me, I, I don't have one mentor or person. It's really been a series of podcasts and books, I guess, at this point, you know, from anywhere from bigger pockets to Michael Blanc, uh, Hal Elrod is a big influence on me as far as mindset. I think, you know, entrepreneurial success is probably what, 80% mindset, maybe. So I spend a lot of time trying to get my mindset focused the way it needs to be. Another big influence on me has been the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon. So Though all those guys are mentors to me. I to tell you the truth, even Donald Trump, mm -hmm. I was thinking back, I read Donald Trump, The Art of the Deal on my honeymoon <laughs> in 1989. <laughs> and that may really have something to do with when I really started thinking about real estate. You know, I'm trying to trying to think back of when did I really start getting the idea that real estate was something mm -hmm. I wanted to focus on. It probably goes back to reading that book on my honeymoon. It's a great book. One I've read as well. Uh, you mentioned Hal Elrod. So are you doing the Miracle Morning? And if so, maybe you can tell us about some of your favorite lifesavers and how you practice them. I try to do Miracle Morning at least, you know, six or seven days a week. Uh, you know, the meditation aspects of savers, silence, uh, uh, the S in savers is, is, you know, really, you know, I, I use meditation to do that. So I'm a Headspace user, the Headspace app. I 
prefer to do at least a short 10 minute meditation, pretty much first thing every morning, get up, chug a big glass of water. Well, brush my teeth too, but that's kind of boring. Uh, and then sit down and get a little bit of silence. Uh, look at my affirmations. I do like running through the process, silence, affirmations, visualization. I'm not real good at that one. Exercise, I definitely try to get that in there. R for reading, I definitely try to sit down, do a little reading. And then S for scribing, I like to sit and write in my journal gratitude each morning, try to write down a few things that I'm grateful for. So I try to do that every morning. Usually it's maybe six days, five or six days a week. But very important, as I said, to try to get my mindset headed in the right direction. Excellent. So what is one bit of advice, Tom, that you would give to your younger self? Probably that, you know, putting all your effort into a job where you're making money for somebody else is great for getting experience, but you always need to be thinking about, A, what are you interested in? What do you really like to do? But how can you be your own boss? You know, what, how can you take what you're learning at whatever jobs you've had and what jobs do you want to perhaps pursue that will lead you to where you can start your own gig? And, you know, that would be what I'd give my younger self, but I've also been able to give it, you know, try to pass it on to my kids. And I've frequently have shared that bit of advice with them couple of my, my two boys are working as accountants for Ernst and Young and they wear those kids out, but it's a great background. They have so many options ahead of them. And I think both of them realize they don't want to stay there too long. So um, I guess that would be it. Okay. Have you got an inspiring quote for entrepreneurs? An inspiring quote. My favorite quote I keep right here by my workstation. By the, it's by a guy by the name of Christopher Morley, who was an author. Uh, he uh, was a journalist and author, wrote a bunch of novels. Anyway, it says, there is only one success to be able to spend your life in your own way. So I keep that right here on a scratchy little piece of... <laughs> It's yellow <laughs> sticky to try to inspire me. I love it. I love it. And maybe I just follow that up with, so what inspires you as an entrepreneur? What inspires me is to, A, try to get myself to where I don't have to depend on anybody else or any government to take care of me later in life. I want to be self-sufficient. I want my kids to have plenty of cash to put me in whatever home I need to be in. Um, and then what really inspires me though, is to be able to get that, get to that point of financial freedom where I can give back more than I do today. Working a job and grinding, trying to get the multifamily going, I don't take as much time to help others as I would really like to. I'd like to volunteer more with my church. I'd like to volunteer more at a variety of different opportunities, maybe do something to help veterans a little bit more than I do. So 
that's what really inspires me is to get to the point where I can live my life in my own way and hopefully benefit others a little bit. I love that to be able to live your life in your own way. That's got to be one of the greatest rewards of entrepreneurship. So how about this? Uh, can you send us out with a memorable story? You have many memorable stories, I know, from, from your other careers, but a memorable story from your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, I, I'd say my, fir- my most mem- memorable stories at this point really go back to my first jump into entre- entrepreneurial, uh, probably in the 2007 time frame is when I really made my plunge into entrepreneur entrepreneurship and it's really a story of I guess you could somewhat view it as failure um, I was a partner in a retail store uh, it was sort of a it was more of a discount store but it was it was a storefront we were actually getting goods from Costco, you know, customer returns, end of season, you know, you'd get a box of, uh, you know, bathing suits in the middle of the winter or something like that. You know what I mean? So, but it, we, we had a, we had a deal flow going, you, we were, we were, and we, and it was a good business model until 2008 hit. And then everybody stopped buying stuff. There weren't all this, there, we, we ran out of product. And so that venture fizzled pretty quickly. And then another one, right about that same time, I invested in some land that, you know, the the story was that the local Walmart was looking, it was a smaller Walmart. It was looking for a bigger piece of property. And this guy we knew had that piece of property. We invested into that. uh, It was all on kind of a handshake agreement. So anyway, the point of the story, and both of those ventures uh, were, didn't really pan out because, partially because we didn't have clear agreements in place about who was responsible for what. It was all sort of on a wing and a, you know, sort of uh, on a handshake deal, like I said. So anyway, both of those pretty much went south, didn't really pan out, lost money related to both of those deals. But, you know, I guess I've taken on the, the aspect that in entrepreneurship, you either succeed or you learn. There's no failure per se. If you fail, then you give up and go home and, you know, sit, sit on the couch. If you keep pushing, you succeed or you learn and you just keep pushing. I love it. As they say, there is no success without failure. And I, I love it. You either succeed or learn. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Tom. It's been great having you on the show. Hey, I've really enjoyed it, George. I, I wish you all the best in your, uh, your own future endeavors. And I look forward to seeing who else you get on the podcast. Absolutely. Onward and upward. Excellent. All right. Thanks.